Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a great day. You're listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. Today, we have Sharon Coley uh, on the, today's episode on the podcast, and uh, I'm super excited to talk about uh, setting goals. It's, it's a uh, problem that a lot of us have. We'll, as entrepreneurs, we have that next shiny object syndrome, and if you've listened to many episodes, you've heard me talk about my addiction to shiny objects and staying on track, staying on course, and uh, <clears throat> the only way you can know how well you're doing is by setting those goals and um, how to, we're going to talk about setting them and, and then how to reach those goals. Uh, Sharon is the owner and founder of Simply Processes, uh, where she helps entrepreneurs find the time that they need to grow their business. We all know that we only have 24 hours and that uh, we can't squeeze that 25th hour. No matter how hard we try, we can't do it. So you have to stay organized. Uh, she has 15 years experience working with the leading global brands like Coca-Cola, uh, Diego, and GlaxoSmithKline. Uh, that's really cool. And so Sharon um, uh, has successfully helped these companies uh, around the world, several companies around the world, uh, increase performance, minimize costs while meeting customer objectives. That's really cool. Uh, I am super excited for you to be on the show today, Sharon, because uh, any, if, if I can just get one little nugget of gold out of this conversation that we have, uh, it would be so helpful because, uh, I think that my, one of my biggest problems is saying no to people. And that's probably why I get that. Well, why I have such a hard time completing the task. I, and so we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into that, but welcome to the show. Thanks Tersh. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited too. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your business, your background, what got you, like why you're doing what you're doing. Sure. So as you mentioned, I help entrepreneurs to build a foundation to scale up their business. And um, I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who feel stuck. They've had some success, but they've reached a plateau and they just can't seem to scale up to that next level. And really, the, the underlying reason is usually that most businesses have issues that just keep coming up again and again, and they pull the owner and their team into fixing problems rather than growing the business. Mm -hmm. And Putting out those so, fires all day long. Absolutely, <laughs> firefighting constantly. And really, the secret to fixing those issues permanently is to put processes in place, and, and that's where I come in. So I help owners to... Um, improve and document their processes um, so that tasks get done the same way, uh, giving the result that they want every time. And it sounds relatively straightforward, but it's actually harder than it, than yeah, it sounds to get that down. I, I was going to say, I, I've listened to, I've read uh, E-Myth Revisited, and that's kind of like the the OG processes and procedures type <laughs> book out there. But it's it was, I was on fire when I read it and then listened to it. And then a year later, I listened to it again. I'm like, why haven't I done all this stuff? And then, <laughs> then it's like, it's harder than what it actually, it sounds. It sounds super simple whenever Michael Gerber's like, oh yeah, just do this and do that. And, you know, bake your cake or bake your pie. And I'm like, Michael, 
Michael, Michael, we're going to have to have a talk here. <laughs> yes, yes, you need Michael right next to you, sort of yeah. helping you through it. That's yes. the thing. <laughs> exactly. So you're you're yeah. like uh, you're Michael in uh, in our world. So cool. that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, absolutely. It is, it's not an easy um, thing to do, especially if you're not systems um, focused yourself. So, you know, a lot of business owners are quite creative and they're really not systems type of people. Mm -hmm. And so it really becomes incredibly important to get some help um, to be able to just get that incentive to, to keep going, um, to push on through, get that, get those processes documented. And along the way, if you've got somebody who's had some experience with it, helping you with them, it's not just about the documentation. It's about what comes um, from the conversations, particularly with your team members, around mm. how to do things better. And that's really what um, brings the, the benefits of, uh, of documenting processes. It, so, it really does unleash that kind of improvement potential. Okay. So before you answer this question, tell me a little bit about your background, but sure. um, the, how do we know what, because if we are putting out fires, like you said, like, and we're all guilty of it, you know, working in the business instead of on the business. Um, if we're putting out those fires all day long, how do we know what we're needing to, to document? um process wise and like I, I know we'll get into this a little bit but like what processes do we document like mm, you know yeah. what i mean like there's lots Absolutely. of thing, menial things and then there's big ticket items and i don't want to work on something that needs this process to make this process even start get started um mm. so which one do i i start with i guess sure so, but tell me about yourself your background Okay, so hold that thought and um, we'll come back to your question. It's a very good one. Um, so, so a bit about me. I'm originally from New Zealand and I started my career in supply chain there at Coca-Cola. And I um, moved to the UK in 2000. So I wanted to sort of expand my career and, and my travel horizons as well. So I worked for a couple of blue chip companies in permanent roles there. I worked for Diageo, um, was, was the big one that I worked for for quite a few years. And then um, I had the opportunity to start doing a bit of contract work um, a few years later. And I worked in all sorts of industries for, for a few years and really enjoyed the freedom and variety that comes with contracting. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of years ago, I took some time out to do some traveling. And I met my partner there um, while I was in Cape Town. And that's where he lives, which makes my life even more interesting in terms of logistics and, uh, and having a life in a few different countries. So now, for the geographically in, uh, impaired, yes, they're right next to each other, right? Um, I'm just kidding. Well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Cape Town is in South Africa. Right. So yeah, I've I've chosen countries that are all over the place: New Zealand, the UK, Cape Town, um, all along way from each other, all over the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it does make life interesting, but it um, it meant that I wanted to have a look at finding a career that would give me some location flexibility but would also maximize my strengths. And I started to think about what those strengths are. And what I sort of found was that I love finding ways to make people's work life easier um, mm. by solving problems and finding better ways to get tasks done. 
And so that's what I started sort of moving towards doing is, is getting processes documented because the work that I'd done at Coca-Cola, Diageo, quite a few of those jobs, um, even though my background is primarily in sales forecasting and customer service and, and sort of the logistics side, mm-hmm. um, I found that I did a lot more work. Um, I moved towards documenting processes because it just helped people to solve confusion over who's supposed to be doing what in the business so that we could make some progress. So that's kind of where I, I um, ended up taking a journey towards was moving towards that process improvement, getting things documented. And I just found that it brought so much um, benefit to, to the businesses that I was working in that I wanted to bring that to the small business world. I really like that. That's really cool because uh, a lot of people ask, you know, how do I scale my business? How do I grow really quickly? Or how do I grow efficiently without like feeling bogged down? And that's, that is it. What you do is, is how, how that happens and how you make that happen. So as you're talking, I realized that my deep Southern accent totally miss said, I can't even say the word now. Oh, it's Diageo. Not- <laughs> yes, that's all right. <laughs> it's no problem. It's not, not a very well known company. <laughs> Yes, not many people have, have heard of Diageo, uh, but they make Guinness, Smirnoff, Bailey's, some of the big alcoholic brands. that's brand. my favorite company. Is it? <laughs> no. No. Yes, I, I was pretty popular when I was working for, for that company with my I friends. Bet. I bet. yeah. So um, back to the previous question. Um, what was yes. the previous question? So it was, where do you start with your yes. processes? Right, What's the right. best way I'll, to start? I've yeah. written notes since then. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So how do you know where to start with that? Sure. So there's, there's no um, right way or wrong way. But what I have found is either starting with what's causing you your biggest headache. You might have two or three areas that are really causing you regular headaches, maybe on a daily basis. And that can be a really good place to start um, because that's, you know, incentive to get that working more smoothly. Okay. Um, so yeah. on that note, sorry for keep interrupting you. No, no, My go brain ahead. just triggers things and then squirrel ADD. <laughs> um, so uh, for somebody that just everything is the biggest problem, um, sure. it, would you... Would you say that it's a good idea to track everything you do throughout the day? And well, so I feel like some people will, when I talk to somebody, they'll, they'll tell me, you know, I had a horrible day today. My today was horrible. And then we go and we talk about the day and converse about it. And then come to find out it wasn't a horrible day. It was actually a great day, but there was a horrible 20 minutes there. And that's what you're focusing on. So would you say it's beneficial for them to track throughout their whole day, how much time they're spending on certain things and tasks? And then like, if you're, if you like that task, but not good at it versus not like the task and not good at it type stuff. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. That can be really beneficial um, for sure. For people who are really struggling with, how to prioritize their time, how to work out what they enjoy and uh, all of those things that you've just mentioned that can be really helpful. It can be a little bit daunting to some people to to do that, but 
even just doing it for maybe a week or three days, um, making it sort of a small chunk of time to start with. And that can really bring up some great nuggets. So for those people who, as you say, just are so overwhelmed that they can't work out what to start with, that can be a really good place to start for sure. Um, another, another place to start can be starting small. So just starting with something that is really pretty straightforward. Um, and that just gets, gets you going on it. Um, that can give you some quick wins to start with. You might not see massive benefits from doing it, um, to start with because it might be something small, but that can just get you going and, and get you past that initial hurdle. Because I think a lot of us find if there's something new that you know you need to get into, but you just can't quite get around to it because it feels very daunting and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. That can be a great place to start um, just by getting something going quickly. Yeah, that's a really so, good idea. I like that because... Um, so we have like a pyramid, like a, I have a 90 day warm app and our bottom pebbles, that's like six, six small tasks that you complete throughout the 90 days. Uh, and those are the ones that should take you a couple hours versus the top one, which should take nine days to do. And, but me and the way that my, my, my mind works is like, all right, I'm going straight to the top. I'm going to work on that one. And then I never finish it because I should have worked on the, the pebbles. I should have worked on the small things at the bottom but my brain just doesn't work that way. So like I have it visually on my wall right here now. So I'm like, don't touch that one. Start right. <laughs> Do small stuff so you can actually get it completed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes the big stuff is, is really what you need to prioritize first thing in the morning. Um, usually the best time for most people, not always, mm -hmm. but, but, but a lot of the time. So if there's something really big that you want to get onto, then putting some time in before you start looking at your emails can be great. But also, yeah, if you've got some priorities, even if they're small that need to get done, if you've got a deadline, then you've got to put those to the top of the list. So yeah. yeah I like that. So with your company, how do you, how, what, what is it that you do when you come in? Do you create like a process.st type thing or are you doing like a, are you like, how does it, how do you, how do we interact with you to get you on board with us? Mm. So it depends on the size of the business. So I've been working more with, with smaller businesses. So 20 employees mm -hmm. um, plus, and they, tend I try to keep it simple basically starting simple is incredibly important so trying to keep it um, to I guess a minimum on the tools that are used is quite important um, and this works really well for for much smaller businesses up to maybe 50 people or something in the business so that is um, using word documents and having them um, in a shared drive uh, yeah. for example, so somewhere that everyone can use or Google Docs mm -hmm. and no need for a system at this point. That's something that you could look at down the track. But really, the most important thing is keeping it simple, getting, getting it down on paper or on a, um, a digital document. And then you can move on to a system if, if you want to. But it really is um, initially me sitting down uh, with the owner talking through what's the um, what are their objectives what are what's their goal their vision for the business and that's a really important place to start so that we can work out what direction that um, they want to take the business in and 
you know, not, not all business owners do that, especially small business owners. Uh, it's not something that they would necessarily think is important, but mm-hmm. that's a great place to start because it then um, can inform so many of the t- decisions that get made by them and their teams on what to do, but also what not to do um, in their business. So, once you've got that that vision in place, then um, you start talking more about okay, processes. What do we want to document? And goes back to how do we start? And then I just start documenting or getting somebody in their team to to write down. That's even better actually if if team members can start doing that because mm-hmm. the idea is that this becomes a living, breathing um, approach to the business, and um, and so it's most processes are simply step one open Excel. Step two, um, you know, type in some data. It really is one at a time. And then as we go through that, I'll start asking questions about, okay, what's taking a long time to do in this process and the current way you're doing things? And why is that? What are the problems here? Um, And how can we look at better ways of, of doing these things? So that's where I can bring the experience that I've had from working with previous clients to the, um, the business that I'm working with and, and really help them to improve the way they're currently doing things. Yeah. I don't know if you, you noticed, but immediately I jumped to the shiny object of going to <laughs> process.st versus going to a Word document, which would make sure. way more sense and just <laughs> for a small business. Like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's, uh, and the thing about it is, is, what I find for people for, so to have a successful process that can be repeated, a lot of times um, we are too close to the process. So when mm-hmm. we're writing it, it's like you skip a lot of steps because they're assumed. Yes. And so yep. it's, it's like you didn't say open Excel. You didn't say what even program we're using. You just went yeah. straight into the formula and you forgot to mention that you had to open a new Excel file or this Excel file is located in this folder type stuff. And it's like, oh yeah. And then yeah. Have, it's almost like you have to have somebody else come back and review it and say, this makes no sense to me. Like, I don't know where this is going after this. And then you go, okay. All right, that makes sense. Okay, get it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That is a key step in the process is, especially if you have a team, um, and some business owners don't, but they mm-hmm. might even have a, a BA, a virtual assistant, who could uh, be a good person to bounce these things off. Because fundamentally, what we're looking for is for the business owner, in order for them to grow their business, they need to be able to delegate tasks. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, that's really the key to growth. So you do need to be able to hand these, these documents over to somebody and, uh, as you say, get them to test it to see whether it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so if you do have a team, it's, it's a great idea for the person who you would like to start doing that, that job um, to, to write the process themselves because they can ask some of these questions as, as, as you go writer. along. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then um, I can, as you know, if, if I'm involved in that process, um, mm-hmm. I can ask some questions as we go around, as I say, what's taking a lot of time? Um, what, what else could be done here? And to be honest, as, as the team gets um, more and more experience with processes, 
fundamentally that's where you want everyone to get to is for them to be able to be mm. up and running and and do that work themselves um so that i can hand over to them um down the track cool so you're not you're saying that you're not a um a lifetime member of each team that you join you're there for a time period and then you've taught them and then they go and then they drop the ball and then they call you back and say hey we forgot how yeah. to do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that can happen absolutely um and yes yeah, so i do look at it as a, a project uh, yep. a sort of start and end i want to be able to hand over that that um, responsibility, if you like, to the business. Um, but you're absolutely right. There are some businesses that really need ongoing support. They mm -hmm. need maybe a, a monthly touch point um, check-in where I would perhaps do a little audit um, or check-in on how many processes are, processes are being used, um, have any been updated. There are a number of different ways of, of sort of checking in to see whether that ongoing maintenance is being done. And that is the important thing because you'll do all of this heavy lifting up front mm -hmm. and it is, it's a big, big task at the very beginning for the full, full for the full team. Um, but to be honest, most projects are, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of work up front. But then if you can keep on top of it with your team on a regular basis going forward, then you, you're, done you're you're sorted and you'll get the benefits um ongoing but as you say some people do need some help uh to keep that ticking over and also just coaching support to yeah. to check in and help with issues that have come up because new things come up um mm -hmm. a business that's growing will have new new challenges that come their way that they'll need help with do you ever find that somebody will go through the process and create their processes and procedures and everything. And um, then they don't use them. Yes. Yeah. That has <laughs> happened. Unfortunately, like you just stick them on the shelf and we're done with them. Absolutely. Yeah. That happens in big businesses and small businesses. And it really is. Um, it's down to the, the leader and their leadership team to keep those processes living and breathing. And one of the best ways to ensure that teams continue to use processes and update them is to give some sort of incentive to, to do that. So, for example, including it as a, um, a performance measure. Um, in their annual reviews, for example. So it could be that you um, note down or the managers note down the number of times that their employees have offered up a, you know, a, a tweak or an improvement to a process. And it doesn't have to be massive. It's just enough to show that they're interested and they're looking at it. Another one is making sure that everyone allocates the first like 10 o'clock, 10 till 11 on Friday morning, looking at their processes and making sure everyone's doing it at the same time or, or something along those lines. Th there are a few different ways of, of giving incentives and um, also just, just handing out little um, thank yous. So maybe putting up a, a leaderboard where you've got a little competition going on with um, showing the number of people who are looking at processes on a regular basis. And you could perhaps give a bottle of wine um, to the one who's looked at the most in, in a month. So it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be a massive incentive, mm -hmm. but people love that kind of thing. 
Cool. So where do people connect with you? So um, you can find me on my website. So that is simplyprocesses.com. Sorry, .co.uk. No, it is .com. Sorry, I have moved it around a bit. .com. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also on LinkedIn. And I am also offering to your listeners a um, a welcome page for some free free offers. Mm -hmm. So there they can find out um, more about how to bring their teams on a, on a business transformation journey. There are seven steps or secrets to, um, to doing that, that I've put together in a white paper. And the other thing is that they can book in some time with me. So I, I offer a 45 minute free um, scale up your business session so uh those are those are open to your listeners sweet i will put the link in the show notes so that's so awesome of you thank you so much for that no problem cool so uh is there anything that i forgot to ask you um i would say that we talked a little bit about strengths and i would encourage business owners to really focus on those with with their with their employees and mm. get them involved if there are people in the business who do have a real sort of um, good attention to detail and they they enjoy working on processes then then get them on board early and get them involved um, but similarly more broadly than that um, make the most of your team's strengths and they will um, really flourish as a result Perfect. Sharon, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're most welcome. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And for anybody listening, I appreciate you for listening. We both appreciate you for listening. And I will put all this information in the show notes as well. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Sharon, reach out to myself. Um, If uh, you're listening to this on your phone, take a screenshot of it, share it on LinkedIn, share it if you're on LinkedIn, share it on Instagram, connect with us. Uh, We'd love to uh, engage with you more. And uh, once again, thank you, Sharon, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast, the podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. Until we talk again, have a wonderful day.